0: What happened to America's civil libertarians? One-time watchdogs of state power have stopped caring about abuses. It can't all be because of Trump, can it? Over the weekend, I published a feature on Justice Department use of bullying tactics and unfair practices, called The Justice Department Was Dangerous Before Trump. It's out of control now. Despite the fact that the bulk of the article focused on targets broadly sympathetic to the left, like the late radical lawyer Lynn Stewart and a civil rights firm in Baltimore raided for the crime of representing another lawyer a flood of emails and social media posts ensued most on the predictable theme that this piece packed with facts and testimonials by people other than myself was right-wing grift what happened to you man i've always been more liberal than leftist living in the soviet union and its successor states will tend to make you queasy about both ends of the political spectrum but still fit more on the blue side of the aisle and for a long time took pride in this. In the Bush years especially, it was left-leaning lawyers and anti-war activists who were able to look past gruesome current headlines about 9-11, or anthrax, or bombings in Jakarta or London, and see the long-term damage being done to the national character through surrender on issues like torture, rendition, assassination, and watchlisting. The ACLU mattered in those years. Now, tables have turned. Those who were once quickest to see through war on terror propaganda are now most susceptible to the same appeals. You may once have been the DOJ's loudest critics, but they've got you now. Man, do they ever have you, worse even than the Pentagon had Republicans in the Bush years. And the real shame of it is, they're using the same arguments they employed then, down to the smallest phrases, just tweaked a little to fit certain progressive pretensions. And over you meekly fell. Like Michael Spinks after the first love tap from Mike Tyson. As noted in the article, the DOJ is clearly no longer terribly interested in the courtroom, which is why the percentage of cases ending in trial keeps dropping, below 2% now. Once-skilled prosecutors find the unpredictability of judges and juries irritating, so they've spent decades pouring energy into new techniques for bullying people into pleas. For a book called The Divide, I spent years learning the similar ways city prosecutors grind down street suspects, from making broke people pay for their own DNA tests, to police test to the extravagant misuse of disorderly conduct laws to charge people for crimes like standing in front of their own homes, a.k.a. obstructing pedestrian traffic. If a prosecutor could get bail-denied, the game was basically over, especially in New York, where DAs could use loopholes to speedy trial rules to threaten suspects with enough waiting for trial time that they'd end up pleading to crimes they didn't commit. In some cases, because they'd get out faster that way. Federal investigators mostly don't need to resort to such tactics, since they tend to hunt bigger game. But they still put thumbs on the scale. This includes everything from piling on terrifying quantities of charges, to using counterintelligence authority to build cases by peeking in evidence that would otherwise be denied to them, a trick called parallel construction, to using filter teams to rummage through mountains of privileged material, to threatening potential witnesses and even lawyers with prosecution, using laws souped up post-9-11 to blur lines between advocacy and conspiracy. Most of all, they've mastered media. In the last two decades, the Justice Department and its related law enforcement partners have become a de facto primary national media operation. They now not only involve themselves in deciding what stories may or may not be circulated, It still boggles the mind that would-be liberals don't see the peril in letting the FBI tell Facebook or Twitter when to throttle down distribution of any news stories, much less true ones. But fill papers like the New York Times and Washington Post with sensational headlines by having bottomless pools of people familiar with the matter whisper pitches to gullible journalists. They do the same with CNN and MSNBC, and still, quite often, Fox News. Lefty audiences once laughed at Republicans for queuing up every day to watch parades of generals and Pentagon officials on Fox bleat scare stories to them about the terrorists. Now those same would-be educated progressives are tuning in to MSNBC and CNN to gobble news from masses of security state officials crudely disguised as media figures. By November 2016, the DOJ had virtually unlimited secret search authority and had already set precedents that they believe allowed them to bypass judicial review whenever they felt like it. When Ed Snowden exposed an extra-legal surveillance program and intelligence chiefs lied to Congress about it, the Justice Department's response was to give the chiefs a walk and indict the whistleblower. Civil Libertarians were freaked out by all this as late as 2015. Many tried to mobilize. Then Trump got elected. Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To continue listening, please subscribe at taibi.substack.com.